0: Welcome to another episode of the Ready Set Home Podcast, your premier podcast covering both the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I'm Chris at Lightforce. Joined virtually, as always, by Omni at Omni Strive and Jordan, at sir Dr. J M, the host of the One Man Watchpoint Podcast. Welcome, gentlemen. Is it over? We're all in mourning. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> uh. What a weekend! It, should, it shouldn't be over. I hit my mic. That's how I like. You know,
1: he's, he's frustrated. He punched the air.
0: Frustrated, it. He I just did, couldn't I see did. it. was um, it was an interesting weekend of Overwatch, <clears throat> uh, to say the least. Um, but yeah, you know, spoiler alert. I'm going to presume you're either Defiant or Titans fan. You know what's happened. The Uh, playoffs in Canada will not have a Canadian team taking part uh, as a result of what transpired over the course of of the weekend. That said, there was a moment that maybe it may have happened. And that moment was, was brief. And (laughs) then it got taken away lickety split, but uh, yeah. And we'll, we'll talk about how this all sort of played out. Uh, share a few thoughts on what it might mean for the playoffs. And then, uh, that's the show because the league's dead and I don't know what's going on <laughs> in a couple of weeks' time. Jordan's there, right? Is that yep. essentially it? Yep. Yep. That's, that's all that's going on. Sounds good. Uh, let's, uh, start uh, pushing this payload. Moving the payload. Join me. Getting things underway uh, in the uh, West play ins, uh, as we set up with the Vancouver Titans, they were taking on a San Francisco Shock team that uh, could only be defined as a team that got boomed by the London Spitfire. <laughs> and while all credit is due to the Vancouver Titans for three overwatching the San Francisco Shock, I kind of wonder if London just sort of popped the balloon and the San Francisco Shock were like, we're out. I mean, in years past, once the Shock go to the loser's bracket, that's the team you don't want to play against. And I'm still wondering if they realized that was the last game, the way they seem to approach the entire match maybe uh, th- their
2: entire season was kind of a, like a huge disappointment I remember when we well everybody when we did the power rankings right like holy crap this team that had uh, you know almost, they, they were in in a reach away from, from the trophy with proper being you know the ma- next god of overrush coming into this and getting like a, a, a O2 blast around him the, the guys that should have been like that squad around him they felt throughout the season and in this game also specifically like so not inspiring uh for for lack of a nicer word to put it the, the compositions they ran even like before that like the the moves that they've made i'm not sure if if that's the london game that boomed them but everything like leading to that was also not really great um I remember like I rewatched this game a little bit before that and I took down notes. And until like the game was over, I never realized that Proper didn't have like a single uh, except for the Suravasa map at one point that he <clears throat> popped off. Other than that though, he 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 was just like um like not non non carry profit like we we knew him, so I'm not really sure what what the to, to to you know say about the shock there's a there's another thing about the titans who seem to be at least in this game or like in the games before finding themselves in this meta but Mm -hmm. like the first map was a bit scrappy and close uh not to say that this was a stomp before before we (laughs) actually dive into this uh i remember thinking wow this could have been the titans versus the defiant map had they not lost servasa that felt like the beginning felt kind of the same Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, from Vancouver standpoint,
1: it was a good game. It was right. You know, in terms of beating out San Francisco, eliminating them, it did feel like long overdue, just desserts. If you're an old Vancouver Titans fan Um, and the, the prospect of Vancouver going to the playoffs and eliminating San Francisco on their path to get there, was uh exciting to say the least so it was it was a good game for Vancouver it was fun to watch um, and at the same time a little bit sad to see the state that San Francisco was in it didn't feel like they uh they really showed up honestly it, it felt very uh very Chengdu of them to get there the way they did and then the second they faced an opponent that I don't know had, had them on lock, they didn't stand a chance. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you look at the course of the entire season, Vancouver played San Francisco, was it four times? And just had trouble in the early going. Like there was the Pro-Am where Vancouver should have beat them and somehow mm-hmm. didn't. Um, early in the season in, uh, had an opportunity, didn't right. look all that good. But one of the things that I feel Vancouver was really starting to do was find the, how they work within the meta. Like we mm-hmm. we talked about how after that that summer break, they looked a little uncomfortable. Like Faith, for instance, being mm-hmm. confused as to what role he should play, um, <laughs> within the context of support. Uh, in in then Punk trying to find a way to coexist uh so that he just didn't get outright deleted um and what was interesting is that if you look at vancouver after every loss they would take it was like they were you know taking profuse notes mm-hmm. identifying where the holes were and looking to continue to patch and improve whereas san francisco they didn't seem to be paying attention to anything. It's like, oh, we know how to play this game. No one can teach us better. Mm -hmm. You just got beat by the spitfire real bad. That was a fluke. And in this match, yes, uh, the first map was close, but Vancouver was the better team. Like Vancouver looked more technically sound. Uh, They, they were playing with that sort of aggressive pace that we've really come to appreciate from them where the moment, there is an opportunity to take advantage whether it's an early pick um or uh a, a, you know a misplacement of a particular player they were on quick and that was the thing i think vancouver really started to do well is they had speed but they also had the ability to uh prolong fights and and right. <clears throat> be coordinated in their approach um they had sugar free <laughs> That too. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, despite this, the score, uh, shockwords, first of all, starting with that weird, uh, Max on Brig, uh, type of approach, like Max, their tank player, uh, came in to play, uh, support, um, to allow, I guess, for Jupenbidden to flex a little bit more. I, I'm not really sure what's going on. It looks like it, it looked like they, they were in the game all the time, but, uh, it never felt like Titans were losing this, uh, map you know, even though it went to like a 99 versus 99 Titans felt calm, right. Even when they were behind for some, you know, reason. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I don't know that there's a ton more to say about it. It was uh, honestly a little disappointing to see San Francisco not show up, (laughs) not kind of, you know, for a lot of the season because there were some high expectations. Um, I'd be really curious to hear, and I mean, I'm sure we won't really hear, but what Krusty and the staff's, the, the sort of management staff's role was with the San Francisco shock. Mm. Um, you know, given, we know some teams approach things from a more, uh, player led standpoint. I mean, we know that Vancouver is, is one of those teams. Um, and I'd be curious if, you know, if Krusty was more of a, Hey, you guys are in the driver's seat here. Um, and they just didn't have a clear leader or something to that extent. Whereas the difference in Vancouver is I think Vancouver seemingly had, uh, at least one good strong leader and, you know, kind of a, a first mate in, you know, a similarly, uh, well, who, who, is the, who would you say is the leader? I would have said Punk was, I would have said Punk was okay. and partially by his role. Um, I think that generally speaking, so Punk- the teams, Crimzo? that's exactly what I'm saying. Yes. Because Crimzo yeah. having the experience, he, kind of plays a good first mate to you know the captain if you will um especially being in that back line where you've got a different uh uh, vantage point of the field most of the time right Mm -hmm. um obviously different teams different uh different styles so
2: who knows? Who knows what really happened there? Crimzo is also in charge of trash talking and, and, and Absolutely. game we, chat. We'll,
0: we'll, yeah, we'll get there as well as at the end <laughs> of the, the, the match itself. But, you know, Vancouver takes that first map. Uh, San Francisco goes and picks Nambani. And one of the things, again, we've seen from the Vancouver Titans on Numbani is that um, their defense can be shaky. but Sometimes, they, yeah. They <laughs> do enough to, to chew up clock that when they go on attack, it's either the most successful attack you'll ever see. And this is a team that's going to speed run or the exact opposite. And early after the summer break, we saw the exact opposite. It was like, they were trying to experiment, uh, you know, figure out what works and what didn't. And it mostly didn't. Um, But then as you started to see when, you know, punk had the opportunity to bring out the junker queen, um, which I'm kind of disappointed with the what's going to happen into the playoffs. No opportunity to see what that might have been like. Um, you know, the, the the Titans started to do silly things. I mean, there was <laughs> at one point he sang, decided, hey, Hydron does these weird flanks where you like crouch <laughs> right, right. around the map and and started, you know, pulling that stuff off. And San Francisco had absolutely no clue, one, where he was shooting them from and two, that it even occurred. But the Titans were becoming more and more confident in their ability. And as this match went on, like we, we get ourselves into, uh, you know, the third map, um, and, and the Vancouver Titans are now at home. Like they don't lose flashpoint mm-hmm. Well, they have, but they don't, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, the fact that we didn't see uh new junk city, I feel a little bit surprising because of how good, The Vancouver Titans have looked on Suravasa.
2: Yeah. People barely choose that map for some
0: reason. Uh it's interesting. Well, I think though like Toronto does. um, London does too, right? Yeah. Like correctly. I mean I get why Toronto does because of all of the placements that you can use the um uh Majeds uh you know central turret pylon, yeah. Right? Um and then, but whereas like Servasa, Where I feel wire it has additional pylons, <laughs> a, like broader sight lines. Whereas for Vancouver, like Vancouver seems to be good on either map. Like they play with speed, and they bring yeah. the fight to it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, th- I feel like also in Servasa, like in um, Numbani before it, a lot of the closeness that appeared to be was just f- almost forced by. Uh, Silly mistakes from the Titans. Uh he sang got picked up a lot. He should have kept away at some points. Uh it's, like in in Numbani more so than in Suravasa. He got punished for it in Suravasa. He was just like locked in on the sojourn. Every um a <laughs> shot seemed to to be hidden the head. Uh I remember a, a funny comment. Uh, I don't remember if it was on the YouTube stream or on Reddit that someone did write like... It seemed like uh, He Sang was actually was the problem of the shock all along. (laughs) 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 It's kind of (laughs) ironic. Um, Yeah, they they ended up losing one of the points, right? Um, The third one, yeah. It was like a 3-1. I really enjoyed... The back and forth, not just in terms of of the picks on this map, but like the constant switching and adapting like it's peak overwatch in my opinion um, again we're going into a new patch who knows like if it'll be as you know flexible as it is now as it was, I really enjoyed seeing that
0: mm-hmm. uh, post match uh Crimson uh oh. play the game gets to uh <laughs> chat with the desk and apparently amazing they yeah, had the spicy. san francisco shock in the trash just behind them i uh, mm-hmm. uh you know <laughs> it, it when i saw that i i nearly rolled out of my chair it was i really was like <laughs> yeah it was uh rough rough to see yeah but uh, Vancouver did what they needed to do to continue their run, albeit one that was going to require a couple extra matches on the following day if they wanted to find themselves in Toronto. Uh, but speaking of Toronto, the Defiant had an opportunity to win and be in. They were facing the Boston Uprising. Uh, and the winner of this match uh, automatically booked their ticket, uh, whereas the loser would have to go down and win that sort of loser bracket match Uh, to book the ticket. This match went back and forth. And there was some frustrations at a few times, but one in particular, uh, if you happen to be a defiant fan that you may never get over. Uh, But, you know, it felt to me that you had what we had described, the two teams that on paper should have come out of, the brackets mm-hmm. uh, and, and you know, it was like whoever wins this match or whoever loses this match is going to win the loser bracket. Like it just felt like these were the two best teams that were left. Um, we saw that Toronto was dominant under the fact that the one, they had Majid playing Alari and no other team in the league seemed to have anyone capable of keeping up. Uh, they dictated play whereas Boston, the veteran presence a little bit more experienced and adaptable. But uh, things, you know, they they get underway on 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 Li Jiang, and again, like if there's an indication as to how this entire match was going to go, uh, every fight back and forth, and ultimately, it just happened to be a, a game of, you know, uh, opportunity. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to describe or summarize better than that. I mean there's a lot of
2: things that you could play out multiple times and and either team will might win or lose there's so many like small changes or small small uh variables in, in a match and while it did look like you know close at points because of maybe maybe you're right maybe it's it's uh, their veterans you know veteran status but you play out this match like a 10 times and i i think Boston will win 9 times out of 10. Maybe it's the decay factor, maybe the fact that the are not as flexible as as they are as you you'd want them to be, right? We we know that like they they've they fell in love with some looks with with Majid on on the on but
0: the Li Zhang, Li Zhang on didn't in the bench. Play it, right. It's, it's openers out to bring the speed. Like this is the thing that we haven't actually yeah. seen from Toronto. The lack of Lucio, the lack of speed and Again, we talked about how the Vancouver Titans seem to sort of learn lessons. This, it felt to me, was Toronto acknowledging like there are going to be times when we do need to make that shift where we have to get away from the look everyone expects us to bring. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there was. Well, I mean, they made it (sighs) 2-1. Let's be honest. Boston wins this. But there were times that I felt Toronto quite literally had uh, a market in hand. Sure, and simply made mistakes that Boston is just too good of a team to to do against. Mm-hmm. But if and if Toronto, sorry, wins Market, they mm-hmm. you know they they go through, or at least they don't go through. They they take this, and that changes the dynamic the entire match. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was.
1: I felt like, I mean, I I partially agree with you, Alex, and I partially disagree. I did feel like boston is probably the more consistent team i don't know if i would give them as high as a nine nine times out of ten yeah um, probably I, I, especially if toronto had won this match i think they would have had some well i mean with meta shifting who really knows but mm-hmm. pretending we don't know that we're going to be playing on a Zarya meta if it were going to be the same meta i think the win against boston could have really given toronto uh, some push to say you know we we know what we did well in that match we know what we didn't do so well um and it, i really did feel like that last last map uh in this round came down to the wire um and i i thought toronto had it at the very end um well
0: everyone did i mean you yeah. think about it like here's a team they lose control they choose nambani they speed run it mm-hmm. like boston just gets absolutely obliterated i don't believe the the cart ever stopped moving on on the toronto attack the right. collusion boston effect. Ha- <laughs> yeah boston having lost uh, gets next map pick and they proceed to go with uh the suravasa again flashpoint not usually a toronto uh comfort uh map but they look Yet, great what does is- what does toronto come out and do toronto comes out and gets what they need to get done like Mm -hmm. they again this is a team now that has appeared to have adapted to to the maps where they they need to play a little bit differently um that takes us to push which isn't always a toronto map like it's it's Toronto either dominates or gets dominated on push. <laughs> like there's you, it, there's no in between. Like there's no like oh back and forth could go one way or the other.
2: Yeah. I also feel like I haven't we haven't seen uh Coliseo in so long. Nobody really picks this map. But Boston apparently knew something about it. That <laughs> might be like a curveball for for
0: Toronto which sight, looked like. sight lines because, like, you think, up yeah. to this point, what have we seen right. from Toronto? Like, you're, you're getting Hydron on Legs, um, Spectra's coming out on the Torb, or we saw the Sim earlier. Bastion, um, too, occasionally. Bastion, right? You know, they have Decay, Genji, Bird Ring, Sojourn, which I think is a good balance for a sure. push map. And with these sight lines, like, what's Toronto going to do to then challenge Bird Ring, who can stand back, charge the... Mm. the secondary on on Kaluge, who's trying to slow the the robot down and then proceed to go in and right click uh ultraviolet or or Sir Magic I, Sir Magic provides the, the the damage right more so than you're going to get out of DJ Young or or Iziaki yeah. but the difficulty is that that right click that uh bird ring can can delete you with Toronto didn't have an answer. Right,
2: spice it up with a blade or two here and there, and it's also like problematic. I, I don't know if the-, the the Tor pick was was a good idea here. Um, like, what does it do? What does it achieve? Mm-hmm. Maybe harassing Decay a little bit in his movement, but ultimately, I feel like they should have tried something a, a little bit different on that. You know, last half of the point
0: yeah, and that brings us down to a circuit Royale now circuit Royale, Toronto picks uh Toronto as uh having to uh defend and they do everything that they need to do. They whittle clock away from Boston and ultimately um, put themselves in a position where a speed run gives them a significant advantage and Toronto was speed running like they they come out of spawn uh they get the first few picks next thing you know it's a reset and boston doesn't really re-engage until it's too late they got like over five minutes going up the hill and you know through the chicane yeah and it was only here where boston was able to sort of um slow toronto down but toronto to their credit does what they need to do they get that fight into the indoors and uh, you know Toronto unfortunately doesn't get as much time as they would would like Mm -hmm. right I mean I think the difference was like a second all in yeah yeah wound up very close right so we got overtime and you know Toronto had like there was an opportunity here for Toronto yeah like they they had a winning condition right and not only
1: that they had a great winning condition like well
0: I was gonna say they fumbled like they yeah. it, it was like a you know in, to use a meat sports reference and like football player running yeah. to the end zone yeah dropping the ball to celebrate before getting over yeah. the goal line <laughs>
2: Also kind of happened to Vancouver on this map, I feel like. Something well, weird about it. Not the same, right? The same, like- it wasn't the winning condition there. It might have been mm-hmm. just extended it a little bit. When you are going up against a Boston, right, or a better team, you need some magic to happen. You need <laughs> something that go- takes you a little bit, you know, over the top. Uh, maybe Hydron, who did hit a shot here and there for sure, Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I I really thought that he's going to bring, you know, that another Widow mm-hmm. magic match on, on, on map five. Uh, it wasn't there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, if you didn't watch this match, essentially. It's tough. Like Toron- Toronto has gotten like halfway to the second point in overtime. Boston hasn't even gotten... To like that first point, and it 's now an overtime overtime is running so long that if Boston were to jump too high in the air <laughs> mm-hmm. off the car the the timer would run out right and oh, go ahead,
1: I was just going to say it really felt like um I want to say it was when Atlanta sent shock to the lower bracket in twenty what would that have been twenty 20-
2: 20 or 21, s- I 21,
1: think. Um, with that C9. Uh, yeah, with the C9 where, uh, where they used the Sigma ult, Gravitic yeah, flux, really to Alto. lift the yeah, team say, off the payload. C-Coluge, and that ended it
0: it, it. it did feel like he was trying to do a Sig 9. It,
1: it really felt like, you know, that was all they needed. And all they needed to get to, you know, maybe they needed that or they needed, like you say, Alex, Hydron just to get one more pick, you know. Yeah. Just but we
2: got that, that like... Headshot hero crazy performance from Lee Jagong. I feel like mm-hmm. at the end stretch, he just went wild. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah,
0: but nonetheless, Toronto loses to Boston. Boston's on the way. Toronto gets to wait for the winner of what turns out to be the Vancouver Titans and the London Spitfire. Now, the London Spitfire are doing what no other team in the Overwatch League right now is doing. And that is what they've always done. <laughs> Annoy the throw hell Hattie. out of their opposition. Yeah. Throw Hattie on Ryan Ugh. and just, just be annoying as hell, um, to, to play against the Vancouver Titans got the memo. <sighs> they knew what to expect. <laughs> they, 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 And and this is the thing that I actually wonder because we we saw some of the other teams commenting about hoping that one of Vancouver or Toronto were to come to the playoffs because to plan for what London does requires something that you can't plan for with any other team. Mm -hmm. Vancouver, I feel, planned for London. It's as if they had sort of gone through, come to the realization that we might find ourselves down here. This is the team we think we're going to play and normally you don't go and suggest hey, you know, Prepare get ahead of yourselves. Yeah. You got to get by this shock and all that, but Vancouver they looked like they had figured out how to bend and not break to the London Spitfire.
2: Yeah, they they adjusted. Yeah. Um initially, yeah, it looked like they were still shocked a little bit with how like coordinated those pushes were with the teleporters and that uh sim bastion coordination is scary. Oh, mm-hmm. And it is. I'm not even bringing up Hottie who's a menace and his ability to charge <laughs> and like pin either Crimson or or whoever is just like phenomenal. The guy is like that's his bread and
0: butter of course. There are well, counters, I mean, yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say, like the ha- the Hottie pin on, I think it was Well, where he essentially was doing Reinhardt drift, and <laughs> like Crim- Crimson is in a perfect position until this you know giant German character with a hammer <laughs> uh, just appears from absolutely no precision
2: German engineering with
0: with the charges, yeah. <laughs> but the the yeah the the sim. Um, <sighs> Bastion combo definitely was punishing, but one of the things that I felt that Vancouver did well after control is negate backbone. Like if, if they deleted the SIM, everything else fell apart. Like the SIM right. was what was allowing them to, to escape. Yeah. You know, occasionally you'd, you'd have a lamp in there until the, you know, teleporter showed up. But when we're looking at how you know, Vancouver sort of adapted as they moved on. Like I was, I was frustrated in control, like with sugar free just getting absolutely deleted every blade. Right, he like go pop his blade. There'd be a lamp, and meanwhile, you know, Sim standing there. You know, bzz, 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 or just teleport oh. away from from dash range it was so frustrating. Yeah, but when Vancouver goes to midtown, at first, I was so concerned <laughs> like here uh, with, we go yeah right like yeah it, it was like a here we go you had uh, <laughs> Vancouver deciding like okay if we can't beat them let's join them uh, the he sang on on Bastion, Bastion. <laughs> and then getting like I don't exactly know what he was trying to do on the stairwell but he, he was he, it's not like he was peeking he was just standing there <laughs> taking just shots
2: classic uh, he sang moment The the way he like sometimes does these baffling mistakes and follows it up with like incredible performances.
0: It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. But it like as soon as they got that he pick, it's like, oh, roll over. And like everything just fell apart on that on that attack. But credit to Vancouver. They started to settle down the further the car got <laughs> towards the uh the station or the station. The fire engine got to the station. <laughs> um and once it got inside that's when vancouver started to not necessarily play aggro but play con, sort of controlled uh aggression yeah like you would see how they would uh, i think you know up to this point we talk about their aggro like they would go it's like balls to the wall go big or go home
2: with, with punk you know using all of his cooldowns just pushing
0: yeah whereas now what they did is they started to <sighs> force London to have to make that first engagement, which they didn't seem to be all that comfortable doing. And anytime they started the engagement, Vancouver would either um, single out backbone, single out Hattie uh, and, and it started to frustrate them. But having seen their defense and having seen that first attack to take the point, if I had told you that, oh yeah, Vancouver's going to win this map, would you have believed me? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah,
2: but it's adaptation, right? That's what we brought up. Which, well, spoiler alert, kind of went away from them <laughs> later. But yeah, this map, it kind of breathed life back to, I think they'll, I feel like, to their confidence. Uh, and and finally, you saw like, oh wait, there are ways to defeat. You know London, and 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 for for a moment there, you you feel like oh, it's actually not not really impressive. It's so flat and you know not yeah, not yeah. three dimensional. And and the Titans have this if they just continue doing the same thing. But yeah, they they have a lot of time on the clock pushing in into uh, the station area. There were some good players there. From I feel like Punk really played. Uh, great on this particular map as well. His Orisa, like, well, I don't think we brought it up ever before.
0: <clears throat> I was going to say that Punk seemed to get more and more serious as the match went on. It was like sure. he, you know, put on the, the hard hat and proceeded to get to business. The Orisa pants. Yeah, right. Like he, he, uh, you know, the Titans have genuinely looked pretty laid back, even when they're kind of stressed. You can tell they're they're sort of, you know, yeah, enjoying. They life. always look this like was, this. <laughs> this was the first time where it felt to me that they were really like, okay, guys, heads down, let's get her done. You could tell sure. after they they won Midtown, there was sort of that sigh of relief. The whew, we yeah. did it. We're back in it. But Punk specifically. He looked committed to the fact that London was going to be a difficult opponent and to get past them is gonna require everything of the team. Right. Which it did. <laughs> yeah.
2: And this is the first so, time we see the New Junk City for, for the Titans, I feel like, right? Did they play this before against Toronto, I guess? Or not?
0: Yeah, and I, I don't I don't remember, I don't remember who <laughs> who they played uh, new Junk city again, but like we we've seen London abuse the mechanics in New Drunk city with, uh, yeah. jumping bastions and, uh, you know, right. TPs that can be kind of curved around walls and, and, and the like. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, Vancouver, they had adapted to this. Like they knew not to, to rush, um, into the fight. Like if there was a difference in control, Vancouver was trying to initiate all of the fights mm-hmm. and every time they tried to initiate London whoop, over here now, and guess mm-hmm. what? You're out of position. You're in the open. We're going to drop you. Whereas on New York city, Vancouver was more than happy to go in and concede space. Um, but played in a way that required London to initiate. Um, it's one of the reasons why London goes and takes the the first point is that vancouver right. um you know they lost that initial sort of you know fight and then didn't have the ability to go in and 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 hold London off sufficiently um but Vancouver to their credit, even on like that second uh second point where was yeah crimson yeah, Crimson invests a, a window that I think he wants back. Uh, that was the let's invest the window because yeah. there's a big fight in the room. Oh, Hattie shattered. Oh, I'm just going to jump off now and reset. Yeah, like that was the only time I felt that Vancouver made mistakes, but it didn't didn't hurt them. Like they their re engagement um, was was very intelligent. They knew what London was going to present, and they knew that they just needed to have London be the one to to either get greedy or feel more controlled, which, I guess, yeah. Yeah, right. Like it's interesting that London's playing, you know, this Ryan Rush comp, but really it's a pretty darn good bunker if you think about what they they have available and right. London London stepped out of the point, like they wanted to start the fight and end it then and there. And then from that point, Vancouver simply used speed to their advantage. They get to the points, they cap it, and then they require London to somehow figure out how they're going to go and yeah. re-engage with that sim teleporter.
2: Yeah, they, they were more methodical in how they approached the point. I feel like the first point, it's very like it's central and the geometry was playing against Vancouver. Mm-hmm. But later, they, they kind of figured out how to do this. Even, like you said, they did do mistakes... Uh there was also that fumbled blade that that sugar-free used on the way to this like fourth point or third
0: <laughs> fourth point. Yeah. yeah. Well you get there faster.
2: But maybe it's a 900 IQ move where he knew that by the time they'll have to really fight for it, he'll have it back again. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. I don't know.: it's-
0: Well, I think I actually think Sugar-free thought I popped the blade here, and it's over. Like he he tried yeah, to we'll get you know win first.
1: it, zoning um, as well. Could they also I think push them back?
2: They also kept that point. Uh, I feel uh, w- without completely winning the, the the match, they they got it very far to like seventy seven, which allowed them to then invest their ults again and and you know mm-hmm. bring it to last fight
0: territory with with the Genji blade. Yeah, the smart place. Yeah. What I started to, to really notice was how they used um, the Orissa alt uh, right. was much more effective. Like earlier alts, pop the alt and either a lamp or sim moves people away, you know, melt the horse. Whereas here you could tell they they went and identified the the teleporter and I don't know who it was. It was probably doing the countdown, but they understood that oh, TPs on cooldown time to pop the queue and yes the lamp would get dropped but then whomever was standing around it simply deleted the lamp or they kept uh, punk alive um like the amount of resources that could put into him uh Mm -hmm. when he's taking all of that damage like there was at one point i think that uh sparker had actually alted while punk is standing there waiting to charge up uh, the the alt and he not only survives, he gets like a two or three K out of it. Yeah.
2: I never thought I'd hear the phrase melt the horse, melt the horse, but it happened.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, what's him going to do with the, bzz, bzz, right? <laughs> okay. A little bit off the rails here. That is for me. One of the more frustrating alts is that
2: there's Are no Reese's interrupt.
0: Or? Yeah. Reese's mm. there's, there's like, there's no interrupt. Mm-hmm. Like so many, like, a Cassidy nade, which can pretty much interrupt the entire server, does squat too interesting.
2: Yeah, and the, the the range of it is really large. Like, when I play against it, it's awful. It feels awful. Unless, like, I'm on a an Genji and I have a, a a dash, there's no way to get out of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, London goes and chooses New Queen Street. Oh, no. Uh, not, the, not the map I ever want to see the Vancouver Titans play. <laughs> uh, I don't know Oof. what it is about this map. The Titans just... It's like kryptonite.
2: They're um, they're just crap on it. Kryptonite, just crap, crap.
0: Kryptonite. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's funny because when the Titans come out, I had actually commented, and I think it was in Titans Court, saying that the Vancouver Titans need to um, win this first fight. Yeah, or it's over. And, <laughs> and yeah, it's, like it was quite literally. Got to win the first fight. What do they do? They lose it, and then <laughs> like london pretty much i don't know who it was that was doing the escort on the robot but everyone from london then speed runs tp up to the high ground and then proceeds to harass vancouver coming out of spawn yeah
1: well that's the nice thing about push right is it the um the bot doesn't move faster with more people on it so if you're playing this comp that london does that is an easy strategy to pull off right with with the teleport and everything so
2: it's such a frustrating map to me because Titans seem to realize how to play it only like 85, 90% into the map. Once the clock begins to run out, they're like, oh, wait, we know how to win fights. And it's too but, late I by mean, then.
0: We'll talk about this later on. How does London just play this map? Get a substantial lead and then frustrate the hell Huge out of the lead. team. Oh, we, we lost a team fight. No problem. We'll re-engage yeah. I just as were... cross the middle. Yeah.
2: I thought they were going to get to third. To be honest, at the start, it looked horrible.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. And it, really, the differences to why London didn't get further is they're of the opinion they didn't need to. Mm-hmm. Like right. they they yeah. looked at the lead and knew that Vancouver that were right didn't have the means to to make that happen unless London were to go and make just the most brain dead of mistakes and not just one, they would have had to have made multiple. That Mm -hmm. really
1: seems to be a strategy with push these days. Like I don't know the last time we saw completion because it's almost not worth getting that progress, right? Mm -hmm. Because the, the spawns reset so dramatically that it doesn't really make sense to push that hard when you can just, okay, we'll let you guys have this fight. We'll take the next one. And even if we lose that one, we still have three, four, five fights that we, could potentially win just to keep the bot on our
2: side kind of thing so yeah i also did not see like any attempt of of maybe it's just how the meta is i'm not like a coach but there was no adjustments tried. like a junker queen is another good like possible at least counter to the Ryan. maybe it doesn't work i don't know but like i felt like they're just trying to bash their heads against the wall and and expecting like different results nothing was working yeah
0: yeah regardless vancouver loses yep. takes us to map five oh and no vancouver map five and chooses i
1: know well, right okay. i i had to think of that when i hadn't realized it till you said it alex but uh as soon as they went to map five i was like oh no hey the streak is is uh, alive
2: and well hey yeah yeah well okay
0: going into map five though circuit royale we have seen vancouver have success here and if they're was a map type that is problematic for this Ryan Rush comp, that would probably be it. You have numbers that make a payload move faster. Mm. You don't have the means to sort of, oh, didn't work out. We have an, a spawn advantage, right? Like it just felt to me that Vancouver was primed to potentially have the ability to, to get past London at this point. So we go, we go into the, the start where um, I believe we're told it's a, it's a Rhine map. Um, I can't remember who it was that uh, suggested it and then, uh, eventually. And then I think Crimso comes out and starts uh, saying uh, uh, they should all go squishy. <laughs> um, Vancouver does struggle uh, at, on that initial London attack, but again, they then realize, wait a minute, we don't need to, be the ones who initiate the fight. We'll take a position and force London to be the ones to, to engage us. And once London gets the car into the chicane, Vancouver just proceeds to go and uh, stagger and harass. Like they had the high ground and there wasn't anything that London could do to get them off of it. Like I genuinely thought Vancouver was in a position to potentially stop London from coming up the hill and running the clock completely
2: until they went down for some reason. And then uh, London just teleported behind them. So they were even
0: higher than Vancouver. Well, again, what was Vancouver trying to do? Vancouver was trying to initiate a fight. They shouldn't have. Right. Yeah. And you know, the, the difficulty is that you've, you've learned this lesson the hard way and you've now gone and, Created a scenario that's been working so well for London, like they they would take advantage of this situation time and time again. So I don't understand who made that call. Okay. That said, they do recover, right? They start to chew up the clock again as the the car is coming inside, and Vancouver stops it from completing, giving themselves, or actually no, they don't stop from no, completing, but they, giving themselves yeah. the opportunity to uh to get it there with time sure vancouver goes on attack ultimately the car does not stop until we go inside
2: yeah amazing they hmm. had like over five
0: minutes going in yeah like looks great I, I i actually don't recall did london ever win a fight until they got inside like it wasn't until actually i, I want to say Vancouver had to go in through those doors to make the right. cart because the cart wasn't going to move, mm-hmm. and that's where London finally won to fight' All right and uh, it, I, this is the thing that frustrates me the most at this point. Vancouver has the time, and it's not to say that they you know can't just sort of wait 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 like they didn't there were going to be moments where they were going to have to engage but when you have like sugar free uh 1v1 on uh was it backbone um like how sugar free doesn't win that fight I don't know like backbone drops the cars there Vancouver Titans i want to say have like a minute and a half And having played the way they did, they win this in overtime.
2: Right. There were a few moments there that London just completely clutched it out. Like, I have no idea how, (laughs) uh, where there was like a big punk um, alt. And then they go into the last stretch and they get those picks. They get those picks, but they... They they back they back away. Maybe they said, "Okay, we have the time. We have two minutes. We'll wait for the for well, the response," when, which they shouldn't when have Faith been doing. And I punk guess
0: disengaged. Yeah. I, I who I, knows now? I you know with, how hindsight. I agree with the disengage. Um, at that point, it was Punk and and Faith, and I want to say uh, that uh, and they get more London. Picks. Oh my goodness!
2: <laughs> but then they disengage once more, which I don't. I don't know. It's london were just like playing out of their minds here i mean that's the thing right
1: is not only in this match but london london was firing on all cylinders right even though both vancouver and toronto i think most people would have said were the stronger teams london was having those playoff performances from people like backbone um sparker you know obviously hottie i don't feel like i even have to mention hottie but they just were, I mean, like you've said a couple of times, they just kept clutching it out, right? They were winning yeah. fights when they needed to win those fights, and that was ultimately the difference. Yeah, And Vancouver felt again like the the unclutch factor. Yeah, that happened before, which is such a shame because we know yeah. that Sugar Free Punk. I mean, he's saying these are players that when they have those clutch moments, it's a three K, it's a four K, it's right, it's right. Awesome, they have the talent, right? For they sure. have the talent, they have the skill to do that. But it's just like, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say they weren't trying or anything like that, but it really felt, it really felt like the other team was in playoff mode. And for Vancouver, it was just another match, right? It was just another, and, and, you know, a lot of people would argue that's how you should approach every match. You know, the stakes, the stakes are the same for every match. It's always a must win, right? Keep yourself even keel kind of thing. But you know there are players and there are teams that when they need to bring it they do um i mean everyone talks about playoff decay everyone talks about uh you know playoff profit like these are these are nicknames that uh that have meaning because of of what has happened in the past more than once right so
0: so vancouver falls their season is done london however they have to take on this uh toronto defiant team that's likely still you know, stinging from their loss to Boston. Uh, But this match starts off with the Toronto Defiant um, deciding that what they did against Boston, they're not going to do against London. They're going to go with the comfort of having Majed in. Heck with the Lucio. (laughs) And it starts off really, really well. Like on a hanger, Toronto was playing with their food for three quarters, of this map
1: i've i've got to admit like i I don't usually take notes while watching these games and then i do have a hard time recalling them when we are talking about them which is why i frequently pull them up i recall this map because it was so tough to watch for toronto because they were this should have by all accounts been their map and it was incredibly frustrating how it turned out
2: 99 to 0 right yeah when, yeah uh, They the fir- flipped.
1: the first map was they had it 99 to 0 they needed to win one Oof. more fight and they didn't and that lost them the map and then the second time ta- the second round as well um, they had the lead for the majority of the time it seemed like um, and again they they just they couldn't come uh, up with it in the, in the end I, I blame
2: Vancouver for you know making London believe giving London <laughs> the, the juice yeah yeah yeah
0: well, but he, but even if London believes like this on hangar, like as Jordan oh. said, it's they just need to win one fight. The first fight that Toronto comes out to engage with, it's kind of like a poke. They didn't seem to be too committed to anything. I think what they were trying to do was draw ultimates out. Didn't work. Second fight, Toronto comes in. And uh, backbone drops a t- uh, TP that uh, Hottie goes through and proceeds to shatter. What I don't quite get, and this is where we were seeing Toronto play, like their answer to the Rhine Rush was May. Like I get that they're going to have Spectra there with the wall, but like, what's that the point of that wall outside of negating the window, buying you a second with Bastion, or blocking the shatter? And in this particular map, like Spectra's contribution was his alt no like the 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 hottie Shatter that that's when it became problematic for toronto you know spectro wasn't caught by the shatter like they were playing it he was back hiding in that room and the moment he sees ryan he completely flubs the wall like he doesn't he doesn't put the wall up in time to stop the shatter and he doesn't get the wall in front of hottie
2: It's a crippling uh, intimidation from Hadi, I guess. (laughs) There's no other explanation to this.
0: But yeah, like, yeah, we go into, um, oh, whatever the second map is. Temple, is it, or whatever, with the drum in the middle? And again, yeah, Toronto comes out. Okay, guys, that last one, Aberration, let's, you know, tighten this up. I believe it's Shrine. Shrine, okay. I can't remember. (laughs) But the point is, is that Toronto then starts to replicate the mistakes from the previous. Yeah. I, I, again, the Spectra. Can Can you explain to me what the Spectra May was about?
2: I guess like, about it, the walls, but.
0: But, it, but is early. that like. Like the, the, this is the, like the way the comp is, is about producing the damage like if you're going to have a wall to try to mitigate i feel you're better off playing two support that are supporting and this is not knocking majad uh though he did seem to be either off his game or london had figured out how to to neuter him yeah it was uh, uh
1: i don't know i don't know it it did feel like the the plan wasn't working and there was not enough adaptation. I mean,
2: there,
1: there were lots of people on Twitter saying, you know, going into this match, look, if Toronto sticks to what they know, if they stick to their comp, if they stick to what they have planned, they're not going to win.
2: And for the most part,
1: that's exactly what they did.
2: Yeah. And and like, are we into or um, uh, Midtown? So I, I, I believe it was really apparent here that like, London, despite what you what like sort of um, mental picture you have of them, you know, playing the Rhine, playing the Bastion, they're extremely mobile. They're extremely uh-huh. quick. They're like a, a big wrecking ball, but like fast. And that's kind of what I feel uh, Toronto were lacking. And London were just all over the place, while Toronto were just being pushed from from point to point and that that kind of like made them feel uncomfortable and reactive and, and london seemed to be vibing uh against against their composition it's just like even when they when toronto had some sort of potential to win a fight they had the confidence to like throw resources into one of their players whether it was like sparker or whether it was like hottie they never never missed a beat on on their initial push, really. And well, they t- uh,
0: they, yeah, they never missed a beat on the initial push, uh, but even as they're starting the escort phase, like at one point, Toronto goes and invests a couple alts inside, and all they get is Hottie. They can't even go in and and get that second kill. Through yeah. um, London's like TP out and off they go. No
2: problem. We'll see, we'll see you next time. <laughs> see you again soon. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Did Toronto not watch the match against that Vancouver and London had played, do you think?
2: It I, I doesn't w- matter. They, they can't do what what Vancouver normally does, right? It's I was gonna, Not the same composition.
1: I was going to sort of bring this up at the end, but the interesting thing about the way everything panned out is that if teams are preparing to face London, they're not going to look at the footage from the Toronto-London game. They're going to not, look at the Vancouver-London on. game because right. that's the one where I felt like the team put up uh, tried to adapt more to play against London. Um, and
2: actually stopped them on some maps.
1: Yeah, and and it's not to say that, you know, again, I I would never say that any of these players weren't trying or anything like that. But it felt like toronto needed to try something different i guess really if they wanted any any different outcome here midtown i mean they wound up in some ways getting lucky you know both teams did it, got a full completion um and it went into extra rounds or whatever and toronto managed to come out on top there but other than that like there just unfortunately wasn't much of a fight put up
0: Well, I mean, there was a fight, but
1: there wasn't much of an effective fight then. Yeah. (laughs) Because yes, again, I'm not saying they didn't try by all means. Like you could tell they were trying, but again, it was the same story as against Boston. Like we just needed that, that clutch play. We just needed that one more pick in almost every fight, right? Like we just needed someone to pop off. We needed playoff Hydron. We needed, you know playoff spectra or something to show up and it just didn't happen
0: yeah. uh, speaking of fights the overtime fight uh underneath the uh or in the midtown tunnel the one that went uh, for about uh six minutes <laughs> yeah <laughs> um that 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 was overwatch yeah wow it, felt like, it, it was felt like goats <laughs> Yeah, it did actually yeah. but what's interesting is i don't think anyone thought toronto was actually going to win that one like that it um or sorry, London was going to win that one, but the way the fight continued, um, it was, it, and I, I, it's still going on, as far as I know. Yeah, <laughs> still it's, still it's circling it the remind,
2: dream. Reminded me of those like um, villains that you know in in uh, Rocky or something like that. Will just let you hit their uh, face and yeah. just show you that I don't really care about this. It doesn't bother me. So that's kind of like
0: how Toronto's win <laughs> that map felt. Yeah, but the 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 Toronto um, <sighs> attack oh, on an overtime, like London had, I think, decided that yeah, you're not going to win this map. We've decided stand spawn, <laughs> and Toronto <laughs> Don't leave abs- it. Like yeah, I mean they they did absolutely nothing. Like the uh, I would have preferred to actually see Spectre at this point, just go and Sim.
1: Yeah, I mean and this is something that I dropped in RSP court is. Earlier in the season, I harped on the fact that Hydron comes out with Sim and it never seems to be successful. Well, right. Guess what? Now is the time to pull out that pocket pick that might have changed the tides, right?
2: The soldier,
1: maybe? It, I, who knows, right? Um, but yeah, just any... any. I don't know. I, I can't help but feel like any small adaptation could have helped, right? And Maybe it wouldn't have, but then we'd be sitting here with the same result, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Any adaptation, there was zero zip, (laughs) like every single map, uh, was Spectra, May, Hydron bastion. Actually, we saw Kalou sort of adapt in the sort of later part, but Majid and, and UV like that, it wasn't working and it continued to not work. I think that that's, that's what frustrated. I was actually commenting out loud. Why are you not trying something else? and they, they did
2: before like even in the match against Vancouver they tried different looks uh, yeah I don't know I don't know maybe they saw like that London are not changing anything so why should we and well, they had that <laughs>
0: <laughs> well there's a slight difference here uh,
2: yeah and they did win Midtown and they thought well we just do it again no problem yeah. there was a problem <laughs> spoiler and, alert
0: yeah. I mean
1: we we knew as well that toronto sorry
2: not not midtown but like i meant before yeah. yeah yeah
1: we we knew that toronto felt like this is what they were strongest at and uh they also felt like you know it gave them an edge and i think maybe maybe <sighs> prior to the patch that nerfed alari a little bit uh maybe it did give them enough of an edge that uh they were that dominant force but again it's I mean, I would love to say it's reading the meta in the fact that, you know, nobody else is playing this. Maybe it's not the mm-hmm. best route. But guess what? They were playing against London, and nobody else is playing that. And they just mm-hmm. won four games in a row. So four, three, whatever well, it was.
0: If if there was one thing that I felt in, was indicative of Toronto paying attention to the previous match was their pick for push. They did not choose New Queen Street. True, They chose Esperanza, which provides less ability to do that sort of fast high ground dominant spawn camp for, but still the way london's playing yeah what fight do you have to win first and yeah they didn't, but this is where it got real batty for me if you watch Majed on this initial fight you've got the toronto defiant trying to hold the bridge hold the high ground and majad just going and doing you know yeah. the flank mm-hmm. first of all that's Hydron's job when Hydron's on <laughs> legs. Soldier Second either. of all, you've just left Ultraviolet to solo heal yeah. a metric ton of damage. Like, okay, what? he dropped his pylon. But, like, it, it, it blows my mind that the answer that Maja had, had here, or maybe this was the game plan, was that somehow he would go and flank and, and get the pick. Like, it's not going to happen instantly. And you could tell every time London saw that Maja had come to the uh, backside... Hadi didn't care he just kept his shield up yeah. and it was usually either backbone or admiral that would sort of turn around and and uh you know play a little poker with them but the moment Maja gets picked london's like "Oh, right, thank you we'll just start pushing
2: yeah i, I I'm sorry to go back uh a couple of moments but like you before this map began i was super frustrated with lack of uh adaptability from toronto and i was like oh Hell yeah, we can play, uh, you know, uh, Circuit Royale. We can play the Sig, and when I saw them going back to like uh, the Orissa once more, I, I, that's where I got really tilted, and I stopped taking notes. I'm like, okay, the, this is how we're, <laughs> we're going to go about this, and 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 to what you alluded to, yeah, exactly what that's what that's what happened. So,
0: uh, it's annoying. So- <laughs> you know, London proceeds to go and push the bot. They take the high ground. They leave Hadi on the on the escort. You've got the Oof. Tim turret set up to My slow off, out of the window. And I think it was here where it was uh, Majid who's now hanging out in the room. The TP goes in and guess who goes through the TP? Admiral and uh, Backbone. And Majed's back in spawn again. <laughs> like yeah. Majid was off. Like he had... I don't know what he contributed in this map. And I, you know, if someone were to say, well, what are you going to suggest to put opener in? Ow, ah, opener's not the difference here. But I wonder if they had committed to the bike. Like, this is it. This is what we're doing. And there is no adaptability. If opener's here, does that then start to see some form of adaptation? Um, they should have put OG in. Yeah. <laughs> but this is where, and you, if you listen to the comms at the end, London got themselves the distance and then proceeded to, like they would actually disengage from fights early and let Toronto move that robot again, yeah. simply to go in and re-engage at the bridge.
2: It's like they were, oh, no, we lost someone. We lost a a, a player. Okay, let's go back. And then they, <laughs> they go back and proceed like to win that fight. Once more. Mm -hmm. And they played loosely. They played with confidence.
0: Yeah. And the way the bridge is as well is that Toronto didn't have anyone capable of getting up top to knock London off of it. So London's actually um, contesting the robot uh, from above. Like, you know, Toronto did not get it um, past their or they didn't even start escort phase for the first like third of the match. Yeah, yeah. And it's not to suggest London got a ton of distance. Like this isn't how London abused Vancouver, but London had just started this war of attrition. Mm-hmm. Um, and the moment they show back up and they show up quick, Toronto's deciding it's time to disengage. I know, oh, unfortunately, their disengage doesn't work as well as how London's disengage works and.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's that. a sad, sad ending on a, on a whimper almost. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, there a loss is a loss, but you'd like to see a bit more of a fight, like from, yeah, like like <laughs> lose like Vancouver yeah. or something like that, you know?
0: Do you okay? Let's say Vancouver had beat London. Does Toronto beat Vancouver another time?
2: I, I don't know. Like just from judging how they were playing here. Maybe not, because the meta right now, I know that like in a vacuum, both Toronto and 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 uh, uh London are playing these weird comps that they only play. Vancouver is playing what's good right now, and, and not only that, but they play a lot of things if they need to adapt most of the time.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Who knows? So my take is that Vancouver beats Toronto. And Probably. the reason that the reason why I say that is you look at the previous match that the two played. Yes. Toronto reverse swept yeah, Vancouver yeah, yeah. and people are like, oh, that's because Toronto's the better team, which arguably Toronto on paper probably are, but it wasn't because Toronto, you know, on paper won it. It was because Vancouver was starting to make mistakes and the match got away from them. Right. If there's Would one have been- we've seen from the Titans, they don't do that two times a row.
2: Yeah, it would have been like a 3-1, I feel like, for for Vancouver. Yeah. I.
0: There was some suggestion that Toronto had planned for Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Uh, not expecting that the, the London maybe, Spitfire maybe. would win. I mean, which, you know, could explain that they had a plan B that they hadn't really practiced. Um, uh, Hattie had said at post-match that uh, during scrims, London yeah. it thrown a different look at them that didn't work at all.
1: And also. it went with this one you don't typically scrim against the team that you think you're going to be going against, right? Yeah, at this stage, so, you don't. You know, the evidence would suggest that, yeah, Toronto was probably thinking they were going against Vancouver, who had brought them to five last time they met them. So that's a really good point. I hadn't hadn't yeah. thought of that. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, it, it, Toronto's probably more engaged against Vancouver. I don't think, like, this, this match, did you ever feel Toronto was going to win it? Like even when it was 1-1, did you think Toronto was going to win it?
1: <laughs> the funny thing is before the match started, I was talking to someone and I had said I'm more confident about Toronto's chances in this match than I was against Boston. And the fact that they took Boston to 5 and came right down to the wire against Boston, I was like they yeah. got this. And then the I match feel like started the, and it quickly was like ooh, ooh
2: they I got don't know. deflated by that loss maybe.
1: Yeah, which is too yeah. bad. They they should have you know, I would have hoped they were fired up because it was so close, but you know, maybe it just, just kind of beat them down just that little bit. Yeah, I London.
2: do.
1: Sorry. I was just going to say, I think if Vancouver had, um, if Vancouver had won against London, I think they might've had the steam to roll over Toronto Sure. because they sure. beat, uh, who did they beat? They lost to Toronto, but then they beat San Francisco into the ground and San Francisco is a rival for Vancouver. Um, you may recall on Ready, Set, Feud a few weeks ago, the San Francisco Vancouver rivalry was one of the top five answers. Um, but if they then beat out London, and then they get to go against the other Canadian team again, I think they would have been fired up, and I think Vancouver would have taken it.
2: London has that frustrating nature about them. Oh, totally. Uh, in chat, or in like how you play the game against them, it's, it's very hard. I wouldn't be surprised if they give some trouble to you know the the upper tier teams maybe not you know yeah. the the top 2 or or they'll be a frustrating matchup i don't think anyone wants to face them right now speaking of
0: <laughs> well we'll get to it um so for vancouver and toronto their season is done and we don't know what the future holds but it could be that this is it and we'll talk more about that as the season sort of wraps up with the playoffs and grand finals. Um, But it would be a shame if for Vancouver, this is it because this is a team that is now feeling like they've figured things out and there's a future for the first time Toronto. Sorry. I was going
1: to say for the first time in a long time, Vancouver was fun to watch. Honestly, this whole season.
0: Exactly. And while Toronto is still the middest of mid, (laughs) I if there's another season I genuinely think this the bulk of this team gets kept together to actually do it. It's not a reset and you know year 1 of a two-year plan all over Vancouver, again. right? Not Toronto. No. Well, no, I don't Toronto. think they go I think Vancouver gets kept together. I genuinely do, but with Toronto, yeah. I think they actually keep the bulk of Toronto together as well. The core, I think Toronto yeah. could build from that and that's one thing they've not truly committed to. Um, Well, since forever. Did you
1: see the tweet from OwlStatsNet about Toronto?
0: Uh, I did not, but is it representing the middest of mid?
1: Oh, boy, it is. OwlStatsNet, at OwlStatsNet on Twitter, tweets, Toronto's regular season record this season, eight wins, eight losses, 32 map wins, 32 map losses. Total record this season, including playoffs, 10 wins, 11 losses, 42 map wins 43 map losses (laughs) it it, it's amazing like it is that is the most impressive
0: overall yes
1: but that is the most impressive part of toronto this season
2: and it's so crazy that like throughout the seasons they've had so many rebuilds and so many different like storylines and yet this is the one thing that Mm -hmm. persists they
1: just can't shake it it's it's incredible honestly it's a curse yeah
0: anyhow we'll talk more about the future whether there is one later but before all of that we do need to talk a little bit more about the league and before that we're gonna take ourselves a short break As we dive into the fray, let's talk a little bit about uh, what ultimately happened. So as we know, the London Spitfire uh, were the team that uh, beat the Washington Justice 3-2. It was actually a a fairly close match. But I would argue that what you saw out of that was very similar to what uh, London did to Vancouver and to some extent to Toronto. Like London is going to be or at least was a very frustrating team to face. And I say was because... In a moment, we'll talk as to potentially why that is. Uh, In the East, however, uh, there was still teams to be decided, uh, or one team to join uh, the Soul Infernal and the the Hangzhou Spark. So uh, as the matches went, the Dallas Fuel 3 Overwatch, the Shanghai Dragons, and the Dynasty 3 Overwatch, the Guangzhou Charge. Uh, In the losers round, the Dynasty season was over after they lost to the Charge 3-2. The Dallas Fuel beat the Dynasty 3 Overwatch. Uh, bound them down to play the Guangzhou charge and they three overwatch them. So that meant a rematch and the dynasty were able to take a map off of Dallas, but lost three, one meaning the Dallas field were booking their tickets to Toronto, the brackets, cool. the brackets for the playoffs required you to have a PhD. <laughs> and so he's cat. So the way it worked was that the first seed in the West and the first seed in the East got to pick opponents. Now, the uh, first seed in the West, uh, that being the Atlanta Rain, got to pick uh, the, um, or A team, not the, not the sole Infernal uh, opponent, but they got to pick A team to go down to the, the B bracket. Uh, and I believe they chose four florida if memory serves me correct i'm just pulling it up that seems right yeah like because i mean it was one of florida or houston yeah but they i think they chose florida now the soul infernal then got to choose uh the team that they wanted to see in the a bracket and the context here is that you're choosing the teams you're trying to sort of get away from maybe yeah and the soul infernal chose the london spitfire which Generally, you don't take the lower-ranked teams and throw them into the other bracket. This says one of two things. They're like, I don't want to have anything to do with that team. Yeah, either one, exactly that. Or two, Sol didn't quite understand the assignment. But I I genuinely feel. Maybe it's both. They looked at London and are like, yeah, get them out of our bracket. But what that meant is London then had the opportunity to choose next. And so London, understanding the assignment, looked at Houston and said, yeah, you don't need to be up here with us. Get the
2: hell out of here.
0: Wow, that's an interesting thing. I never
2: saw this. Was this live?
0: Yeah, this was live afterwards. So so that meant Houston and Florida, like (sighs) arguably two top teams in the West have to play each other straight off the bat. Mm -hmm. Houston... You know now finding themselves here are like well we gotta choose an opponent for atlanta so hey atlanta take on hong Zhao, which Oof. is a good team and there is controversy Spicy. because mm-hmm. there are some that suggest hong Zhao should have been the first uh overall in the east but there, the Overwatch League rules on the napkin apparently had some ketchup on them or there something. Weren't, they couldn't quite see that.
1: There weren't just some that suggested this. Alex, if you didn't watch this, you should go watch because the confusion on the desk, uh, oh particularly goodness. from Jake, was nothing short of, honestly,
2: this embarrassing. After it London was London Defiant? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was after. A little all bit Okay. And yeah, like they look. throw
0: the infernal logo up as being the, the first yeah. overall team out of the East. And yeah, the desk is like, what? And then I think it was, was Johnny that's nope, nope, that's who. like, you could tell he's like, read yeah. the script, read the script. We're not here to
1: Jake was, Jake was particularly confused by it. And Johnny was the one trying to keep things on track. Uh, basically mm-hmm. being like, just follow production, just follow what you're seeing on the screen Damn. because yeah. Uh Of course, we know earlier in the season Hangzhou had problems with seating as well, mm-hmm. where they got a little bit screwed,
0: which arguably that happened again. uh Hangzhou having now having to face the Atlanta rain, they're probably real happy about this. They go and they decide, well, hey, there's only one team left, and the fuel will get to go and play the uh, the soul infernal mm-hmm. uh so uh Sick games well, actually. You know, that's not the only team. There was also the Boston Uprising, but Boston gets to play London again. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the Hanja Spark are playing Atlanta. That's up in bracket A. Down in bracket B, you've got the Dallas Fuel taking on the Soul Infernal, and the Houston Outlaws taking on the Florida Mayhem. Ooh, uh, the way spicy. the brackets work out is it's double elim, but the double e changes gears into the playoffs, which then become a uh, single E-LIM. Into the Grand Finals. Or sorry, the three-match <laughs> Grand Finals. This, That's this whole right. thing is the playoffs, but
1: it's the Grand Finals three specifically three grand finals. where it's not Double elim.
0: Yeah, so you, you lose know. once you go into the losers uh, uh, bracket A or losers bracket B. And then the two winners, so bracket A winner and bracket A loser winner will then swap and the bracket A winner will play the bracket B loser winner and the bracket B winner plays the bracket A loser winner. The The winners of those two matches then play in the grand finals final.
2: Oh, no way. Pick'ems are back.
1: Yes, for for playoffs. Nice. For this particular bracket. Mm -hmm. Who do you have winning it? Holy crap, I haven't done mine. I, I looked at this last night no, and was let, like, I'm Let's not go through. Let's yeah, just one team. Oh, okay. Who,
0: who do you have winning it? Who do you have winning it?
1: I mean, my only team left in the running is Florida, so I have to go Florida. It's the only other team I have any apparel for. My, Vancouver's out, Toronto's out, and I have a Florida <laughs> hoodie, so I'm wearing my Florida hoodie to Grand Finals.
2: <laughs> See, I thought it's going to be Florida too, but now I keep hearing that it's going to be a hard Zarya meta.
0: Yeah, Zarya patch.
2: So if am wins this, so I'm gonna sure I'm gonna blow up the building or something. Boston <laughs> will not win this. <laughs> there is also Hanbin on the fuel who's the Bazaar. Yeah. Very true. Um, ooh, I
1: I'm I'm at a loss. But Hangzhou's coming in with Shy and Leave. Like, come on.
2: But Gu Shui on Azaria, that's I mean. not a good look at all.
1: We haven't got there yet, but Florida also signed someone very recently. Because it's rumored to be
2: a Genji oh, meta yeah. as well. This is, this is so dumb. I, I really want to talk about so
0: this. So I I I was I was gonna go with Florida myself. And to me it's the sum of all parts. Like this yeah, so sure. let's let's talk about this. I mean we're sort of you know jumping around it. The official word is they're going to go into another patch for the playoffs. Uh, it is rumored to be a Zarya heavy patch, though Genji playing into it. I feel good London one for Vancouver, gonna, right? <laughs> oh, totally. And unfortunately for them, London took their spot. I think London is still going to try to force Ryan Rush into this. Oh, absolutely. And, right, like they're going to do that. Oh, they're they're I, not I, changing I, their strategy. No, no way. but like if it's Zarya, I, I hope Backbone doesn't use his turrets. <laughs> because it'll be over quick. Like like that new Zarya bubble, like yeah. throwing it on to whomever goes to dive. Zarya, like whoever London's playing, that Zarya is just going to be at 100% charge the whole match. I mean, it was a good run. Hottie, do don't hit her. <laughs> well, no, but the thing is, the Zarya, I mean, sure, Zarya can bubble herself, but the amount of energy charge and the size oh. of the bubble and the yeah. l- uh, faster cooldown when you throw it on to...
1: I was going to say that's Uh, a teammate. That's the big thing. And that's why also why it plays so well with Genji is because the uh, projected barrier. So not the self barrier, but the one that she can throw on a teammate is now larger as well. I think it's 15% Mm -hmm. larger than it used to be. So it's a larger target now.
0: Yeah. It's just like, and you know, someone might say, oh, well, you know, the bastion would simply delete the, the bubble. True. But if you play with a BAP, who's got a lamp, That Genji is going to go in, Mm -hmm. do a little damage, two bubbles and a lamp, and they're back out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Wait, we're saying Genji. That means Sparkle is on the Genji, too. Mm -hmm. Holy moly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's, I I don't remember if you said
1: it yet or not, uh, Chris, but Florida signed Who Are You because of his Genji,
0: because he's a legendary Genji. Albert was like, just to clarify, like, it's not yeah. that we have anything, uh, you know, against checkmate, but when the best Genji in the world, simply sitting
1: there, exactly, He was literally like, this guy's available. We're taking him. Wait, <laughs> is I think
2: I thought Haxall retired. Uh, <laughs> the funny
0: thing about well, that he shook hands with foot, who are
1: <laughs> McGravy, who is of power. course a coach with Florida actually tweeted that he was going to be signing Hacksaw, but it was of course as a joke, <laughs> but,
0: um, let's talk to you a little bit about the signing. So, there's been a whole lot of rumors, and then people are like, "Oh yeah, they're you know proper is going to be in the the finals." Da 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 Because there's sugar just free is available, right? Well, so this is the thing: <laughs> if you are on an Overwatch League contract, you are not eligible to be signed by another team at this point. Like you mm. would have had to have been dropped and had had that contract done. Like now, it would be a trade, and trades can't happen. If, however, you are not under an Owl contract, which means everyone in contenders. You are available to be signed. It's kind of silly that teams can now go and sign up. Like they're just, they can just 30 day players left, right, and center if they want. They're not all that expensive. Um, It just feels to me kind of weird. But hey, it's the Overwatch League. They're going into an entirely new patch that just drastically shifts what the, the playoffs will be like. Like, wouldn't it have been nice to see Vancouver in this? Like, imagine if this patch was the play ins. Yeah, it would have been perfect. And I'm not saying Vancouver would be the only team to benefit, but it's how these changes occur so, so close to very, you know, demonstrative points in the league. Yeah.
2: Guess we'll never learn. No. So, next Um,
0: year. Beyond that yeah next year um beyond that Mm -hmm. jordan he'll be off into toronto uh things don't get underway until the end of the month so we still got a couple of weeks to go uh but if you happen to see him there we have determined he's not going to be out on the outside listening to the event Uh, he has uh uh, received confirmation he is going to be credentialed press
1: that's right so i'll have unprecedented access to all players organizations building facilities wow yep vip suite That's what I hear anyways. Cool. The presidential suite, the presidential suite, as well as
0: the VIP suites. Yeah. The the door's got a a lock on it and the, uh, the sink is completely touchless. Exactly. You might have to share the the suite with a few other people, uh, but they have their own mini suites. inside. Hanbin can join. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the game itself production, uh, anniversary patch, I think is, 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 what it is. That's out yes or whatever. I don't know. <clears throat> that's, great. <correct>. Um, <laughs> I don't, I haven't actually been pay- playing the game as of late, so I don't know what's going on, uh, in, in the production side of things, but, uh, there was a patch. <laughs> there
1: was indeed. It is the anniversary patch, uh, Mount Olympus event and winter events. The Yeti ones are back.
0: Ugh. Hmm. Just in time for uh, yeah Halloween in a month. I mean, yeah. the
1: fact is, we're getting long in the tooth here and, and off the rails here, but this season, season, what are we on, six? Or is this seven? This is six. Season six has been by far the most content they've ever packed into a season.
0: Um, and I've been enjoying it a lot, so. Glad someone is, and I'm not. I'm not knocking the game here. I've just, I have absolutely no time to actually play video games.
2: I play occasionally, but I just log in for comp, anyways. <laughs> hmm. Battle pass I, I is love, going well. Almost, almost done with that.
0: I'm not even close. This is like, I, wasn't I the one who is like well ahead of you guys on on? I, I, I was going to say, battle I can't remember if that was last cash. battle
1: pass or this one. I've completed mine actually, which is the first time I've completed it. Not. Shortly before it's over. So,
0: yeah, I don't think I've unlocked Alari yet. She is forty, level forty-one, I think, right now. Yeah, something like that. Um, which, I mean, with the raid I'm playing right now and the length of the season, there's the possibility I don't get her. And well, set a V for me. You'll you'll get her later then. Uh, She's a fun character. Yeah. I highly um, recommend. <laughs> I, I, I totally love getting hit by the sunburst and then exploding in a cascade of light. Not fun to play against, <laughs> but yeah. Um, Here we are at the end of a show. Uh, as always, uh, feel free to check out a broken website at Uh There is a widget there, though, that, that works and shows you most of our back catalog. Uh, you can find us on social at ReadySetPone.com. And you can join our Discord to take part in the conversation, which is discord.io slash already set phone. But gentlemen, uh, what final words of wisdom do you have for everyone this week?
2: Yeah, I'd say for both uh, the Toronto Defiant and Vancouver Titans, GG, WP.
1: Wise words, wise words. (laughs) Jordan? Uh, Quick question for you guys out of all players in the playoffs this year, what percentage do you think are uh, South Korean? According to Liquipedia.net. Of oh, this season or the playoffs? Just the playoffs.
2: Just the playoffs? Just the playoffs.
1: Ooh. There's a total of 67 players.
2: Percentage, I'd say six, no,
0: 70%? I'm going to say like 40%. It is
1: 61% with 41 oh. out of 67 players. Do you know what the they second know. highest representation per country is? Second country. Not the U.S. Chris? Oh, the a- See, I would say U.S., but... It is the U.S., yes. With 9 oh. out of 67.
0: 13%. It is... Uh, talk like a pirate day today. You are. <laughs> right? So I thought I'd come uh, to you guys with a pirate theme joke. Why don't pirates take a bath before they walk the plank? Mm.
2: Why don't they take a bath?
0: Before they walk the plank. I got nothing. I don't know. Well, that's because they just wash up on shore. (laughs) Good one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good one.
0: Anywho. On behalf of myself, Chris at Force, Omni at Oni strife, and Jordan Sir Doctor Jam, the host of the One Man Watchpoint podcast, sign off this episode with catchphrase.